The following resource is brought to you by Real Life Community Church in Richmond, Kentucky. We hope you're both challenged and encouraged by this message from Pastor Chris May. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. This is the word of the Lord, and I pray that you'll receive it as such this morning. Well, this Mother's Day, I want to remind us biblically of what it means to truly be an excellent woman. And I want to celebrate the godly women of Real Life Community Church. How many know we have some godly ladies at this church? Amen. And before I break down the text, I'd like to start by giving two preliminary remarks. Number one, you will see throughout our text references being made to a wife, and to a mother. But I want you to know that this text applies to all women, not just those who are married or those who have children, because the apex quality of being an excellent woman, the apex quality of a woman is not motherhood. It's actually not being a wife. The apex quality of a true excellent woman is the fear of the Lord. That's found in verse 30, and that's found throughout the Bible. And so this passage applies to every single woman sitting here or listening online today. Second preliminary remark is this, is I would encourage the men not to tune out because verse 30 says, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. To be sure, men, I don't want to teach you how to be a, an excellent woman, all right? I just... <laughs> clarifying. We're not that kind of church, all right? Just saying. 
But I do want you to learn to honor godliness in women. And here's why. Our culture celebrates perverse sexuality in women and outward beauty. It does not celebrate godliness. And men, we are called to celebrate godliness in our women. Amen. When it comes to writing or speaking, I am a fan of anything that can help you remember the content. Often, almost every week, I use alliteration where every one of my points start with the uh, first letter or the same letter. As a matter of fact, I kind of have a sickness now because I, I start twitching if my points do not work out that way. So uh, sometimes you got to bear with me. But Proverbs 31, um, verses 10 through 31, is an acrostic, another literary device. And in the original language, each verse begins with the successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Pretty neat. Now, I don't have time to touch on every single verse or point in this passage, so I have summarized the message into five points, all right? And I thought it would be appropriate to arrange my points around my own acrostic using the word woman. So don't say nobody ever wrote a poem for you, ladies. Come on, show some appreciation, all right? So here we go. Let's, this is in your notes as well. You can take it with you. Wisdom is a part of the godly woman's cares. Opulence comes from within, not from what she wears. Mindfulness is a trait that she continually displays. Altruistic is she by nature. Notable are her days. Just be careful how you communicate that your pastor wrote a poem for you, all right? Just make sure he knows it's for the church, all right? Five qualities of an excellent woman taken from this poem. Number one is wisdom. Throughout these verses, we see the continual theme of wisdom. As a matter of fact, Proverbs itself is considered wisdom literature. A woman of excellence is a woman of wisdom. Verse 10 an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. Now that begs the question, what in the world makes a wife more precious than jewels? This language pushes us back to Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 11. Here it is. Wisdom is better than jewels. And all that you may desire cannot compare with her. So again, we see this very clearly. A woman of excellence is a woman who is very wise. And you can read through every verse of this chapter and you can see the practical outworkings of wisdom. As a matter of fact, every other point that I'm going to bring out is a practical outworking of this wisdom. Before I move on to the next points, I want to give you one particular way in which wisdom is evident in the life of a godly woman. Or man, namely through the way in which we speak. You can tell uh, if a person is wise or not by the way he or she speaks. Many worldly women today, it's puzzling, are crude and obnoxious. Have you noticed? We're not in Kansas anymore, right? It's like it's, times are changing and it's baffling to me, but Proverbs 31, 26 says this. She, this wise, excellent woman, opens her mouth with wisdom 
and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. How in the world can we exemplify biblical wisdom through our words, both men and women? Here's how. Through speaking the right words at the right time with the right tone. All right? Number one, we've got to choose the right words. Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. A godly woman does not use her words carefully or does not use her word carelessly, excuse me. She chooses her words very carefully. And should I say, she doesn't post on Facebook carelessly. A godly woman doesn't gossip. She does not manipulate with her words. A godly woman chooses words that encourage others and build others up. A godly woman speaks words that are true. One of the things that I've learned in my adult life is if I want to be encouraged, I can call my mother. Because she speaks words in me. She can, I can be going through the worst of times and have really messed up. And my mother is very good about seeing something good in me and helping me see the positive. We got to choose our words carefully. Not only is it important to speak the right words, it's also to, very helpful to speak them at the right time, which tells me there's a time not to speak. Come on, somebody. Ephesians 4.29, again, it says that we're to speak the right words as fits the occasion. There are occasions when it is best, men and women alike, not to speak. We would do well to learn this. I'm trying to learn this as a pastor, I promise you. James 1.19, familiar text, says, Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So a godly woman will guard against inserting herself into situations that do not concern her. She knows when not to speak. And then wisdom involves speaking the right words at the right time and with the right tone. All right, Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I think we all as Christians ought to be careful being abrasive in our tone or condescending or what have you. Women who fear the Lord are wise and they exemplify that wisdom very practically through their words in many other areas of their life. The second quality of an excellent woman is opulence. Opulence, which means to be wealthy or luxurious or affluent. Now, before you judge me, Wait, wait a moment. Our culture, see, celebrates outward opulence. A godly woman's wealth or her beauty, though, doesn't come from your curves or your clothes or your social status. It comes from what's on the inside. It emanates from your godliness. That's what makes a woman truly beautiful in the eyes of God and should be that way for us as well. Verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. There's an article published in Women's Health Magazine where 2,000 adults and 200 teenagers completed surveys and 78% of the women who participated reported spending about an hour each day on their looks because, quote, it made them feel better about themselves, end quote. 
That comes out, by the way, to about 14 full days a year spent on outward beauty. And ladies, how many know that's probably conservative? If I'm honest, that's conservative for me. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of the pot calling the kettle black, right? Like this. I'm not against, I preached this two weeks ago, I'm not against caring about physical beauty. I believe we should take care of our bodies. I'm very grateful that I have a bride who, who takes very good care of herself. I said a couple of weeks ago, if the barn needs painting, paint it, right? That's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that my wife needs to be painted. I'm just, all right, just clarification here. Man, these texts are hard to preach. I'm just saying, pray for me. Inner beauty, here's what I mean. Inner beauty that comes from godliness is far more valuable than what the world would deem as this outer beauty. Inner beauty is far more valuable. As a matter of fact, I've known some women in my life. I remember back even in high school, I remember some ladies who were, you know, at the start of the school year, man, they looked beautiful to me, right? But after having a few class, classes with them, by the end of the year, like, they looked like they fell out of an ugly tree, hit every branch on the way down. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> on the inside, I don't know where that came from, but uh, I felt the anointing there. An excellent woman's opulence radiates from her character and her love for the Lord. And ladies in this church, can I just tell you, I celebrate this in you because I see it. Oh, I celebrate it. The third quality of a woman who fears the Lord or an excellent woman is mindfulness. In other words, a godless woman doesn't just sit around and leave life to happenstance, but instead she is a worker, she's diligent, she's not naive, she's a planner, and she is aware of what's going on in the world around her. Many women are often gifted in seeing the details. Many men are just, quite frankly, not. I am lost when my wife is out of town, absolutely lost. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons that I can stand up here and preach with a clear mind Every Sunday morning is because I know that my wife has the details worked out. And, and there's several ladies in the church that just make stuff happen. Christy, you're not allowed to miss too much, all right? I was messed up the first service <laughs> without you being here. Uh, it's, it's just we depend on, on, on ladies for so much of this. They're so good in this area. Verse 13, it says that she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. An excellent woman is a working woman. She's not afraid of work. Now, this doesn't mean that, ladies, you have to work outside of the home, but you're certainly entitled to. But your main ministry, I believe this is biblical. It's not popular today, but it's biblical. The main concern of any woman ought to be her home, if she, especially if she is married and has children. And if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're here, please do not ever say that you are just a stay-at-home mom. How many stay-at-home mamas do we have in here? Can we just give them a... You deserve it. Listen, here's, here's why. I know firsthand because years ago when I was first starting in ministry, I was a, an associate pastor at Faith Assembly in Lexington. And I made about $100 a week. How many know you can't support a family on $100 a week? So my wife said, you know what? Hey, I got offered this great job. I'll, I'll take it, and you stay home with the kids. And I thought, party, right? And, and this is, Connor was literally in diapers. Dylan was a toddler. And I thought, this is going to be great. It's like a vacation. 
Guys, three hours into my first day, I needed medication, all right? I think I lasted maybe three weeks in this, and I, Nikki would walk in the door at the end of the day, and I'd just like throw the kids on her. I'd be color, covered in puke and other stuff, and uh, just like ready to pull my hair out. I'd be going to bed at 8 o'clock, you know, just snoozing all night because it wears me out. So stay-at-home parents, listen, God bless you. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Wow. This tells me that not only does a godly woman work, but she prepares. And I'm grateful for this. Growing up, my, again, and my mother, um, the way that she just organized our lives and made sure that we were always taken care of. And now my wife, who will not slow down for anything, I'm grateful for that. So here's the point. Excellent women live their lives with intentionality and purpose. And there's a fourth quality of a woman who fears the Lord, and it is altruism. In other words, she lives for other people. Verse 20, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Verse 27, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Okay, I don't think any of our ladies in here are sitting around eating Cheetos on the couch all day, right? Women who fear the Lord are constantly putting others before themselves, almost to a fault, I find. Nikki does this to the extent sometimes it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, honey, do something for yourself. By the way, ladies, let me say it to all of you. Do something for yourself, not just on Mother's Day, not just on birthday, not just on anniversary. You're important. Take care of yourself. Amen? So I'm thankful for the evident altruism in the lives of so many women of our church. My mother um, sacrificed so much to, to stay home with, with uh, me and my brother. I just, I wouldn't be who I am if, uh, if I wouldn't have had her pouring into me all, these, all those years of, you know, we were homegrown kids. And I'm just grateful that, uh, my mom went without um, many times so that we could have. And I just so appreciate that. And, and I see that in so many of the women in our church. It's you sacrificing for your children. And can I say, some of you who don't have children, you're sacrificing for kids who aren't even your own. It's remarkable, really. It's remarkable to see your sacrificial love. It's incredible. Women who fear the Lord are altruistic. They care about others and often put their needs before their own. There's a fifth quality of the woman who fears the Lord we find here in Proverbs 31, and it is notability. A godly woman stands out from the crowd. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. 29, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her all the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her at or in the gates. A woman who fears the Lord is somebody who stands out from the women of the world. Ladies, can I just encourage you? You don't need to be, let me say this nicely. I'll just say like the women of the world. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. You just don't need to try to be like them because godliness is not what's celebrated. 
There's this pressure in the church today from men and women both to be like the men and women of the world. But how many know that we are to be strangers and pilgrims, right? We're not called to fit in. We're called to be exiles. We're called to be misfits. And I think there's an issue when you can't tell a Christian from a non-Christian without you wearing a Jesus t-shirt. There's just a problem with that by your attitude, by your actions, by even what you wear. Men and women, it ought to be evident who are men and women of God. I believe that men are called, I'm, I'm calling the men of this church to celebrate the godly women of real life. They're not to be worshipped, these women. No, we don't worship them. We worship God. But here's what I believe. When we honor godliness in women, we honor God. We worship God. And I think, man, we need to be more vocal about praising those godly qualities in the women of Real Life Community Church. A couple of years ago, I watched a complete series of a television show on PBS that took place in the early 1900s. And I love how the ladies used to be treated like ladies. Now, I know that we've made progress in many ways in the way that women are treated, and I'm grateful for that. But how many know I don't think manners should go out the door? Right? Like, what's the saying? Chivalry is dead. Men, we need to bring it back. We need to bring it back. And you see... It's, it, it catches your attention now when a, when a man opens a car door for a lady. That shouldn't be odd. They're to be respected. They're to be honored. And men, I'm, I'm calling starting right here. Let's hold doors open for the ladies. Let's open car doors. Let's do all the things. Let's treat them like the godly women that they are. Are you with me, men? You're, you're looking at me like a deer in the head. <laughs> but... Uh, all right, you laugh, so okay. Um, ladies, I will open doors for you, all right? <laughs> Most women today don't act like ladies at all. They just don't. So when we see these five qualities, let's go out of our way to express gratitude. And I'll just close by saying this. As a matter of fact, praise team, you can come. I'll just say this. I don't want any of you today especially you ladies, to leave discouraged and go, wow, I'm really missing the mark. No, I, I want you to leave here being encouraged. And, and here's what Proverbs 31 and, all, and the whole book of Proverbs does for us, okay? Listen to me for just a moment. This is important. There's no woman in the world that completely and all the time demonstrates all these five qualities. That would be perfection. If you could do that on your own, you know what? You wouldn't need a Savior. You know what Proverbs 31 does for us? And every chapter in Proverbs and the whole Bible, it anticipates the need for a Savior. That's it. It's very interesting that Solomon, you know, just known to be this great wise man, couldn't even live up to his whole own wisdom. He fell hard. He couldn't even, he couldn't live up to his own wisdom which tells us that none of us none of us can be excellent on our own broken people so 
I don't want you to leave here feeling like, man, I've, I've got to do more. I've got to be better, 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 better. There's a sense of that, but it's not by you working harder. It's by you abiding in Jesus. Again, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And so, ladies, I would just encourage you, and men alike, rest in Jesus. The Holy Spirit, listen, it's not just that we're saved by grace through faith in Christ, and then the rest is up to us. We're sanctified. We're made more like Christ by grace through faith in Christ. So I just say, rest in Jesus. Let Him bring out those godly qualities in you as you submit to Him, as you walk with Him. It's just something we grow in day by day, being a better, a godlier man or godlier woman. And so leave encouraged and just say, Lord, I hope that we're reminded. And you say, God, I want to be, I want to be a godly woman. I want to be a godly man. I don't want to, I don't want to emulate what I see in the world or on television. May we be marked at this church for true godliness. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about how you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ, or if you have questions about our church, you can email us at info at myrealchurch.org. Real Life Community Church is located at 335 Glendon Avenue in Richmond, Kentucky. We invite you to join us for worship Sunday at 1045 a.m. or Wednesday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at myrealchurch.org.